Friends, this uh, feast every year focuses us on this special uh, privilege, this special spiritual advantage that uh, Mary was given to prepare her for uh, the great task of bringing our Savior uh, into the world. In fact, when the church defined uh, this teaching, uh, it says that Mary was made immune uh, from uh, the disease or the stain of sin. I was thinking that we've become rather accustomed to uh, talk of immunity these days, but that's in fact the language um, that was used. And so obviously this special privilege was um, God's prerogative to do this, uh, to prepare a worthy dwelling uh, for his son. But I wanted to reflect a little bit on what I think is what we might call the biblical logic of this teaching, the kind of parallelism uh, that's at play in uh, in, in Mary uh, kind of undoing uh, the sin of Eve. Um, starting early in the second century, probably the most common uh, title for Mary in the early church was the New Eve. Um, and there was the sense that her obedience at the Annunciation, which we just heard uh, in the Gospel, undid or reversed um, the disobedience of Eve in the Garden. And I think the biblical logic comes in that Mary, it was fitting that Mary come into the world in the same way that Eve came into the world. So in, in the biblical story, right, Adam and Eve are born without, or they, they're created without original sin, right? They are in sync with God, in sync with each other, uh, in sync with themselves, in sync with nature. Um, so they're in right relationship with God. The, the fall sin is not entered into the world. That's where Eve stands on the brink of her temptation uh, to eat of the fruit. And so there's a kind of fitting logic uh, in, the, in the biblical story that Mary, too, would come into the world in the same position uh, as Eve did, untainted, uh, un unhindered by uh, the stain of sin. I think we're tempted to think that somebody under that condition couldn't sin. But we know that's not true with Eve, right? It's just it had to be a very particular type of sin, uh, a sin to not trust God when you don't completely understand a rule that God has laid out, right? That's a, the particular temptation I think Eve would have been drawn to um, and the particular temptation that Mary might have been drawn to, which is I don't understand what you're telling me, God, and it doesn't make any sense, and therefore I'm not going to trust you. Right? The sin of pride or the sin... Of, of disobedience. Um, in Eve's case, it was, uh, I let you do anything in the entire world except eat uh, from this one tree. And it's like, it doesn't seem to make any sense, God. It requires just straight-up trust uh, in the one who gives the rule. And similarly, Gabriel, as the spokesperson for God, says, uh, Mary, you're going to conceive uh, a son through the non-normal means of having a child. Again, it's like, I, I don't think that's possible, really. It's, that doesn't seem to be possible, right? It takes straight-up trust uh, in the one who delivers. Um, and so Mary's yes in that uh, moment, uh, in the similar situations to Eve, uh, in a kind of biblical logic, reverses and undoes uh, the disobedience uh, of Eve. We might uh, be tempted to focus on her spiritual advantage and say, uh, Seems unfair, um, you know. Why? Why does Mary get this advantage? Right? We don't. We aren't. We don't have that same spiritual advantage. We are born, unfortunately, 
with the stain uh, of original sin. But I think that would be to focus uh, on the wrong thing. I think throughout life, um, we have various either advantages and disadvantages, right? Both on the natural level, right? Uh, some are born with great physical gifts and others maybe not. Right? Some are born with incredible intellects, others maybe not. Some are born in incredible life circumstances, others are not. Similar, I think, in the spiritual realm. Like, I feel like for some people, faith is easier. For some people, it comes a little more naturally. For some people, the moral vices aren't as attractive. Uh, for some people, they have a, a clarity of mind to be able to think through the mysteries of God maybe easier than others. Right? You might, we might some were born in a devout Catholic family where uh, that faith was cultivated, others not so much. And so no matter what we look at in the order of nature and in the spiritual order, there are all sorts of advantages and disadvantages uh, that we have in our relationship with God and in our relationship with the world. And I don't think they're worth focusing on too much. Right? It's like whatever advantages we have, we take advantage of those. Right? If we focus too much on our advantage, we feel entitled, we feel presumptuous, we feel like we deserve something. I think maybe Eve fell into that a little bit with Adam's help. Like, God, I'm entitled to know why I can't eat from this fruit, right? So when we feel like we have this advantage, sometimes we can get there. On the other hand, if we focus too much on our disadvantage, um, we, we just constantly compare ourselves uh, to where others are at, uh, both in life and in the spiritual life. Um, it can lead to a lot of resentment, um, a lot of jealousy. We don't actually appreciate and grow in what uh, the opportunities are that are right in front of us. So Mary was given a unique spiritual advantage, but she took every, she used that uh, to make an incredible uh, choice, a, a yes, a big yes at the Annunciation. Uh, may it, let it be done unto me according to your word. Whatever our spiritual advantages and disadvantages are, uh, let's say yes uh, in the way that we can, in a bunch of, a bunch of little yeses. Um, I was reflecting just on that image of, that St. Therese gives us that um, of, of different glasses filled to capacity to the brim, um, but they're different sized glasses, right? And that's, it sort of speaks to the unequal distribution of some things. But if all the glasses are full, right, that's, that's fulfillment, that's, that's meaning. And so um, Whatever our advantages and disadvantages are, we're called to love God where we're at with what we've been given to the degree and proportion that we can. That's much, that's much better to focus on because the second reading tells us all of us have a kind of spiritual advantage, which is we were all destined to live a holy life in accord with God's plan. All of us were destined by God, chosen by God to live. That's, a, that's an advantage, a spiritual advantage that God says he promises to fulfill by giving us the grace that we need to have our glass, no matter how big or small it is compared to other glasses, right? That our glass can be absolutely filled uh, with his power and his life. So as we focus on Mary's privilege in a certain way, um, let's take where our lives are at, advantages, disadvantages and all, uh, and respond uh, to God's promptings uh, with the same yes uh, that Mary did.